What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Wednesday. Hope everyone's had a great week so far. Uh, I got no complaints here. I just got off the water, caught a bunch of dinks today. Um, It it is what it is. I still had a great time. Um, Even got a frog bite today, so I I, I really can't complain. Um, But uh, yeah, hope everyone else is doing good. Uh, Weekend's coming up. I'm getting ready for Otisco Lake, which is my favorite lake. Uh, New York KBF, we've got a tournament there on Saturday. I'm excited. I hope everyone who's involved in that is excited as well. Um, But uh, yeah, that's what's going on here. Uh, If you guys don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and thank my supporters. uh, Outdoorsman Coffee, uh, David Cruz, make some damn good coffee, guys. Uh, Go check it out. Uh, Use Dark Waters 15, get yourself a discount, but stay caffeinated and get your coffee for one of your own. Um, X-Zone Lures, my favorite plastics. I use them religiously. Uh, make sure you check them out if you need some plastics. If not, just, just go see what they got. They might have something that might uh, spark your interest. But uh, use capital D, capital W, 15, and get yourself some plastics. But other than that, we'll jump right into this. Uh, my nice guest, my son's chasing me around. Uh, what's up, Ratty? Uh, but anyway, my nice guest, Catherine Fields. She's, she, she probably know who she is right now. She does a lot of great things. She makes a lot of great content. Um, just just an outstanding person. I love talking to her. Uh, we've become good friends over the past year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, she came on here. We talked about her journey so far, some of the tournaments she's been involved in, uh, the effects of COVID-19 on the season so far, what she's got coming up. And we talked about some of the struggles of being a guppy, swimming in a shark tank with all these great anglers and, you know, trying to learn the sport, trying to get improve. And there's just so much that we could, you know, you can talk about in that subject. So, but anyways, it was a great conversation. I think the world of her, make sure you follow her on Instagram. Um, and her, uh, I think it's Kate fishing, uh, on uh, YouTube. She's making some awesome videos, but I uh, can't say enough about her. But, uh, anyways, hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Catherine, welcome back to the Dark Waters. It's good to see you, friend. Welcome back. I know it's been so long. Thanks so much for uh, wanting to chat with me again. I really appreciate it. I feel like it's been way longer than I think it was like six months or something like that. It feels like a couple years with all the craziness that's been going on. Well, I mean, it was definitely before the season started. Uh, you, you, it was before you went down to uh, Lake Seminole. Uh, I know that. Yeah. Much. Yeah, it was maybe a couple weeks into January, just the first part of the year. Oh, and we're already into June. That's crazy how I, fast time flies. <laughs> I know. Before you know it, it's going to be snowing here again, and I'm going to be Don't say it. it. <laughs> it snowed here a couple weeks ago, so I haven't quite got out of the clear yet, but hopefully it will. Yeah, we got hit with a cold front um, Sunday. Uh, I woke up, and it was uh, like it came in, put us back in our uh, cold weather gear. Uh, I got off the water early because I'm just like like I'm not putting up with it no more. You know, it's 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 the end of May. I'm not. I know that next week is gonna be warm, so I'm not like I'm not putting up with this shit no more. So I I kind of limit a quick limit and got out of the water and was just done with it. But uh, that's that's just life. It's it's crazy when you think about it. Like um, my first tournament was down in South Carolina before all this shit broke out, and they've been they were fishing there for a few weeks before I got to South Carolina. 
and like it, you know, it was still snowing here. Uh, in fact, when I left to go down there, a blizzard. I just missed a blizzard, and now it's it's months later. We're getting into June, and we still get these cold. We still get these cold fronts. <laughs> I know, and Utah, there's no, um, there's no like long period of time where it's like 60 or 70 or and nice. It goes from like 30 to 100, yeah. <laughs> quite literally. It does like 50 and 60 degree, uh, you know, temperature changes. So that was what was kind of cheap for this season for us because we usually, you know, May is like they're getting ready to pre-spawn, and so about usually about the, the end of May. June, I want to say, is right right when they start to spawn. But we had like two weeks where it got really, really warm, and um, and so they started getting on beds, and then it got cold again, and then they're back on beds. And it's like they've been yeah. on. I, I feel like they've been on beds, and I, I, I could be talking my ass, but I feel like they've been on beds for like a month now. It's been like hard fishing, <laughs> like. And, and usually you yeah. get that that, that 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 little that little phase before they get in the beds where like they're just hungry, they're just munching, they just like anytime mm-hmm. you like like the days where you just throw. And they're just jaking them out of the water by like like you know twenty thirty fish a day. We didn't get that yet. It went straight from like trying to catch the cold weather fish to bop their own beds. Good luck, you know. It's, 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 it's just, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It, it, I, I've had some luck, but just had I haven't had like that great day where I'm just like in the cloud, you know. Like and they, they'll come eventually, but we're just like you can't do anything wrong. It's just like it's not, it didn't have, it's not it's not even skill at this point. They're just hungry, and you're just catching fish all day. Dude, but I've been watching you post some fish, and I, you know, I was rooting for both you and Susie in the uh, paddle and fin uh, bracket that had going on. So, you uh, know, you just... tried hard, man. You had rough conditions, like, every time. Yep, and that last one, it was just a shitty day. Like, uh, we went to, we had a tournament. It was our first live tournament. It was on a lake called Canisius Lake, which produces, like, just big fish, big fish. And struck out, like, the whole day was just, you know, just shitty. Like, it was, like. You would think, because, I mean, it's springtime, so the pre-spawn, like, we should be able to find it, but just could not find any fish. A lot of people struggled, and then I had to go do a four-hour uh, bracket, you know, and so I, you know, I did my best to find a body of water that, I, that usually I can pinpoint where there are, because it's, it's a small body of water and nothing, and then it was literally, like, after the four hours was up, there's a guy in there fishing the same area, and they, we just started pulling up, like, just one after another, one after another, <laughs> one after another. I'm just like... I'm like, dude, fishing, can, it's not always fun. I mean, it's just, it's just not. <laughs> it's a trial sometimes, but but after you go through all that and you get something amazing, it makes it all worth it, so. Yeah, yeah I, I learned to appreciate, like, especially, you know, when I, when I look back at, like, certain times of year where I struggled, um, and I mean, like, really struggled, like, not catching any fish, like, like, like wintertime here, which is springtime down south, but still, like, those, uh, it just stalls. Uh, you can get the boat out there in the water and to be over there and go catch a few fish on days like that, because I've been doing it long enough and I've learned some of the things that, you know, some of the people that are more experienced taught me, like learning how to drag a jig and, you know, learning where to go and find them. And then when you find big fish, not a lot of them, but you find a, you know, a few big fish on these crazy hard days, like you're like, all right, I'm starting to feel like I'm starting to get this. Uh, and, and then, you know, even like, you know, days where like it is shitty and it's just like somehow you go out there and, and you, like, you don't catch them all of them but you catch a good a good size limit and it's just like wow mm-hmm. like a year ago that wouldn't have happened you know i'm learning how to be more patient i'm learning how to pick water apart i'm learning these things that are making more successful that you know when you get when you do get a bad day you really gotta like remember like okay well i used to have really really bad days so a bad day for me now <laughs> it, it isn't quite as bad as it used to be 
<laughs> That's true. I mean, for me, it's it's really uh, I try and look at sort of incrementally uh, how much I've I've grown as far as skills and and things I'm doing, different things I'm trying, and you know when I get down on myself, it's like what are you doing? Look at all this awesome stuff that you're doing. Like you only knew how to do like one thing and now you, now you know more, you're doing, you're getting better. It's just not every day goes the way you want. This last, I had a, a live tournament this last weekend for kayak fishing, Utah and simultaneously with the KBBT. And, um, you know, the previous weekend I, I had like my best fishing ever. And then this, I was like the Duchess of Dinks all morning like eight inch bass dude like they <laughs> like they hardly reached the beginning line on the hog trough you know um but and then i was just on the struggle bus all day and like literally the minute the live tournament ended i still had a couple hours of the kbbt a minute like at two o'clock it ended at 201 i got a bite and i started getting the bigger fish and it's like Oh, you know, yeah. where have you been, you know, but so it happens. But yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of times because we get into tournament fishing, we put way too much pressure on ourselves. Like we don't think about like how long we've been doing it. And then like the, the people that we that we want to be like, the people that are really successful. And, you know, I've had people like Russ Snyder on the show. I've had people like Ryan Lambert, like just people who are, you know, it's top anglers in the country. And, and you forget that like they didn't start just two years ago. You know, a lot, no, no, lot of, they came out of the womb with like yeah. a, a casting yeah, rod. They, they have these, they have these stories with their grandpa and like you know, and, <laughs> and then some of them like you know, uh, you know, Russ Schneider and then uh, a lot of those guys like Matthew Scotch and uh, you know, they're tour guides. Like they take people on tour to go. Like their job is to find fish. That's what they do. They they take people out and they and they and they put them on fish and then you just realize that like you got to be patient with it. Like this is a it's a journey. It's not. Like you don't just get to like, oh, I'm good at fishing. It's like, no, you're gonna keep, you, you gotta go, you gotta learn. Like, there's more than just putting a lure on the on the on the end of a string and and casting it out there. There's there's so much to it, and you know, and you can't rush the process. This this is this takes a while to build. And anyone who says likewise, you know, they're they're lying. We we, we all know that. We've all gone through <laughs> this cycle. They're not telling the truth. This isn't an easy an easy no. endeavor at all. I mean, like you think about. How many times I've, I've gone, you know, I go fishing probably two to three times, maybe four times a week. And there's been times where, like, I don't catch a fish, like, maybe once a week, like, I'll catch a fish, you know, things like that. And you have to, like, accept that and, like, learn what you did from those times that you went out. But you can't, you know, like, you, you, we have a bad day, you have to leave it and, and go out the next day and, and, and try to do better or, or try to learn from what you did. But, like, you can't, you can't expect to be this, this, this. Whatever, what we all want to be. You can't expect it to be a hammer. <laughs> you can't no. just like, like, like wake up one season, like, oh, I got this shit figured out and go out there and, you know, exploit the fish and, and cash checks, you know, with people who've already put the time and the effort and they understand the science or whatever it is that eventually one day me and you will learn. I feel like, uh, you know, as far as like somebody called me a hammer and I'm like, come on. Like, I feel like if anything, I've maybe gone from, like, those little toy squeaky hammers, like, your dog <laughs> plays with, to, like, maybe, like, a little craft ball-peen hammer. Right, right. You know, like, I don't I don't really relate to that at all. No, not you at know? all. Well, people, people only, like, that's, that's one of the weird things about social media. Like, 
you know, I, you know, I post everything. I'll post days that I, that I catch little fish, big fish. But you know, the days that I have good days, they look like I've had. A, you know, when I have a great day, they're like, oh wow. If you didn't know me any better, you would think that I, that I understand it, but you don't understand. Like that was like that was like days and days of like shit, you know, shit, shit fishing. <laughs> and then and then finally, you know, finally like day three, I had a great. You know, like if you go fishing enough, you're bound to have a good day. You know what I mean? It's, it's, just, it's yeah. not. It's, and that's what I think makes it different than like when I go to these tournaments. It's like you know, everyone will be having a hard time, but the people who really get it always, whether whether it's not a good performance of theirs or not, but like their their bad day is like my great day, you know. If that makes any sense. And so it's, yeah. You know, it, it can get very confusing, and, and, and some people are like, "Oh no, you're a hammer." I'm like, "No, no, no. You should have seen the day before that. Like that, <laughs> that was like two days, two three days fishing my lake, and finally, uh, before the weather changed, I figured it out and I made myself look good. But no, I I struggle. Uh, I'm constantly having to you know re- re- rethink my approach to this sport. Um, and, you know, I've yet to have a great national, you know, tournament day. I, you know, I've done good at my local, but I've, I, I have not had like a national event where I'm just like, yes, you know, where I placed really well and you know, I, everything fell in place. I've skunked at most of them, or I, or I don't think I've actually even got a limit so far at my national events that I can take off the top of my head. I, I don't have any of that, so there's just there's just so much to to grow and learn. Like, I mean, I don't know how, and I wish I could bring some more people. Like, I think it was Christine Fisher. She put out a video about you know fishing the you know these highly pressured lakes at these national tournaments and that's just how do you figure that out you know I go to these big lakes and like you know you got all these people who are just catching these monsters and I don't even know where to start you know I I break it down you know I do my pre-fishing and thing but it's like these guys just know how and people like her and they just know how to go to these big lakes these highly pressured lakes are supposedly giant mat you know bass builders or whatever and if you go you go there and, and nothing maybe a fish maybe a dink in a lake that's supposed to have monsters you know it's just it's, it's a tough sport <laughs> I, I know I, i'm I rambling i'm rambling that's okay dude <laughs> that's okay um i don't even know how to reply to that except that i fully agree and it just takes a lot of work yeah so all right well what's what's been new uh like i said last time i talked to you you were getting ready we had a pretty in-depth com- you know, conversation about you just, you know, you're just we're gonna jump in the water and we'll find out there's sharks in here later. Uh, you went and did national tournaments. Uh, you went and did like yeah. Seminole, all over the place. Obviously, COVID-19 happened, but what's been new since, you know, since you went down to Lake Seminole and that experience? Like, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I definitely want, to, I definitely want to talk about some of your future endeavors too, but okay. we'll catch up in the last few months. Okay. Well, Lake Seminole. Everybody said, you know, go to go to Florida, it'll be warm, right? Because I'm like, okay, I'm in Utah. I'd love to go there. Everything's frozen. But it was like 39 degrees and miserable. And yep. I did cat. I caught some fish in um, in pre-fishing, but I didn't catch any during the tournament. It was awful, awful ex- weather. Um, but I actually had learned a lot from that as far as that – I learned really just to pay attention to my strengths and how to have better confidence in what I'm doing. And if I, you know, I felt like when I came back, I'm like, man, if I had only done X, Y, and Z, I probably would have done better, but that's how it goes, you know? So then I went to uh, Lake Fork, another giant bass factory. And it was again, cold front, (laughs) flooding, terrible weather. I was like, man, I am so going to know how to deal with cold fronts after this. Like, it'll be like no thing. But um, I actually caught 
caught caught a fish there, caught my personal best. And that really, if anything, again, was a big learning experience. All of it is learning experience for me. And um, on that one really was taking this massive body of water, like Lake Fork. And Jason O'Brien had said this in like a parking lot at the marina. said, just treat wherever you are as like a little Lake Fork, as its own little lake. Don't think of like the whole huge thing because that's so overwhelming and that struck home for me so I just really focused on picking apart my areas and trying to figure out the area I was in and you know I finally got into a fish so that that was good um I'll tell you what Tex driving from Utah to Texas that's a long long drive <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like uh you know 11 or 12 hours in on one of the days and I'm just like oh my gosh this just never ends you know Texas I still haven't left Texas how is this possible but um so that was good and I was all set to go to I want to say it was Lake Erie in March no 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 it no no March was May May no Lake Erie was May April the NC was in March and that got canceled. Right, right. Um, and that whole COVID thing, everything was pretty much, um, you know, for everybody, it's been hard. And this, for me, um, for me, I I actually moved down to Southern Utah for about two and a half months, stayed with my folks. I just felt things were going so crazy. I just thought, man, if something happens, I just want to be closer to my family. And I felt better about being down there. Cause at that point when I left, it was like, people didn't know what was going to happen. And there were rumors about there being no gas at gas stations. And I'm like, how am I going to drive six or seven hours if, if they get sick? And so right. I just went down there and stayed with them. Um, but the fishing, so, uh, Nevada, Nevada just started to open up a little bit. Um, the surrounding states are all closed. Like you still can't go camp in Nevada, can't camp in Idaho. Um, there is Utah at the time went into county only um, residency to be able to go fish the lakes. And I had moved down there and changed my address and everything, but I couldn't get anything updated like on my license because a DMV made everything uh you know remote only don't come in <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean how am I supposed to you can't go actually go and do it everything was sort of like what's essential what isn't and right um but I just focused on uh you know my job is still remote from home and um there's our boss says there's no ETA. We don't know when we're going to go back, how long we're going to be working from home. So um, I pretty much focused um, the same way I did for, for winter and spring is really trying to learn more techniques and get better. And I've seen a lot of improvement over that. I've um, worked on jig fishing a lot, um, yeah. got into uh, spinner baits, um, just some different presentations that I just have never embraced ever. I've been all sort of finesse and Ned rigs and stuff like that. So all this chucking and winding has just not, not been my forte, but I'm trying really hard to learn that. Um, 
And then I was going to, I signed up for the KBBT. At the time I had planned to go to Lake Erie to do it. That seemed like a great place to try and get some big fish. I had no intention of fishing that thing from Utah, but <laughs> surprise, you know, I signed up so early and then just the way things happened and got canceled, you know, I'm like, wow, I'm in this tournament and I'm going to be fishing it from Utah. And in fact, I'm very restricted where I can fish from Utah. And then yeah. they did the drawing and I got seated against Christine and I'm like, oh man, this is going to be rough. <laughs> she, she was fishing uh, Chickamauga, right? Is that what she yes. was doing? Yes. Yeah. That monster lake full of giant bass and and here yeah. I am in southern Utah which um so what happened was they started easing up the restrictions by the time the tournament got closer and so nobody there was no fishing going on or outdoor stuff in Nevada and California and so on weekends all the southern um Utah parks were like the only place you could go anywhere that had water in the desert. So you'd go up to a park and it'd be closed at, at you know, nine o'clock in the morning and it'd be full of people from Nevada. It's just nothing but Nevada license plates and just crazy, uh, like a thousand people and nobody's social distancing. It was just sort of a, a weird, rioty, outdoor rioty mess. Yeah. Like, li- like lines, like car lines for five miles to get into the park, like waiting for somebody to leave and somebody could go in. So, um, so when I had to fish against her that weekend, um, I was like, okay, if I go to one of this places, like like the state park, I can't leave that park and go to another one because it'll be closed. So I'm going to be stuck fishing wherever I pick. And then it had like a a red flag warning with 30 mile an hour winds. And there's, you know, Utah lakes don't have a lot of cover. So I thought, okay, wave borders plus 30 mile an hour winds in my kayak sounds like a giant dangerous washing machine that I don't want to be any part of. So, (laughs) so I actually fished against her in like a tiny little local uh, city reservoir that, (laughs) I mean, I don't know how many acres it is. I don't know, 200 maybe? I don't know, 150, teeny. Um, but the idea was I could fish there. Hopefully I catch some big ones. I, I had one place I could hide behind the trees when the wind got bad. And then I knew if the wind got really terrible and something happened, I was close enough to shore because it was so small that I would blow. <laughs> I just got to hold on to the kayak. I just blow to shore and I'd be fine. So... <laughs> But, uh, uh, well, you, you pulled out some pretty good fish during that day, too. I mean, I saw the yeah. video. Um. <laughs> My favorite part was when this guy walks past me yeah. and he goes, he goes uh, I don't think there's any fish on that side. What, I, what I, he said, I, I, I've been fishing here my whole life. <laughs> yeah, I fish here all the time. There's no fish on that side. I'm like, mm-hmm. Because it's what happens is there's the reservoir has um, – a waterway, like a, a larger section, and then has little waterway and a smaller section that has, you know, has water runs between both of them with a little bridge over it. But the smaller section, they have like sand and places for family and they can sort of, everybody can go out sort of outdoor swim because all the pools are closed and everything. Excuse me. Um, but the fish go in and out of there. 
And there's a pipe that feeds from one of the state parks that feeds water. So they keep the swimming pool topped off and then it drains into the rest of water, a reservoir. So the bass and the crawfish and whatever else they eat all come in there. So of course, of course the bass are going to be there. It's like this food spigot. So you just got to find them, you know? So I found some really good ones early. um, And my goal really was to try and get five, fish before the windstorm hit and then just try and get through it but um I think for me at least when I look at what what I did in that tournament the one thing for me is just being positive and being able to change with the situations and change my approach that used to be sort of what I do I'd be I'd say I'm gonna just finesse fish and I would just keep doing it in the same area for like six hours and I wouldn't get a lot of success and I and I right. I'm much more confident in being able to change and go okay the weather's you know the weather's changed or the water temperatures changed and I'm going to change locations and I'm going to change styles that I'm fishing and I'm going to try different patterns and that's taken me a long time to get to that point to feel confident to do that in a tournament and just sort of gamble it you know yeah I've had something like similar uh you know, I, I'm I'm pretty much a, I love power fishing. I love you know uh, chair baits. I love uh, you know, I'm a big I love I love my my, my crank bait, especially my uh, my square bills. Um, and so like it's hard for me to just stop using those. But lately I've been like, all right, how about you slow it down, you know, and, and do a little more finesse. And like finesse just never finesse, especially in a tournament setting. It just it's the, the slowness of it. It just kind of scares me because it's like it, it can take a while to find That's, fish when you yeah. when you fish slow. But then like. I started doing. I started playing around with it. You know, I started using the shaky head, um, and, and my games improved. I'm, I'm catching more fish a day now because, uh, you know, now that I'm changing it up, I'm not so afraid to slow down and really and really like hammer an area with you know like and being finesse about it and using the the wacky rig and the things like that. And it's 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 just. I mean, like I had like I said, the, my tournament season hit so far hasn't been that great, but I'm seeing like, uh, you know, on days where I would uh, risk it and just and, and go with the power and just you know, crank or chatterbait and not catch anything to now where I'll put a limit up because I made like some small changes and trusted the, uh, and tr- you know, trusted being slow and using something like a shaky head uh, or anything like that. You know, it's, it's, it, it's part of that whole growing thing that we talk about mm-hmm. at, the, at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. It It is. And I think, you know, for me, it's been, um, I don't know. I've been very, um, thoughtful and trying to practice so the last most of the time I was in southern Utah I would try you know I'm still trying to do like my 250 days in a year fishing and so most of the time I would go to the lake and I'd bring two rods and and two baits and I and I would just say I'm gonna fish that and then I'm gonna fish this one and make myself really try and apply those conditions or try those techniques in different conditions like when it was really windy go out and and fish and try and learn to use the spinnerbait when it was windy and I discovered like wow fish really love spinnerbait against riprap when it's windy you know I discovered like some really cool stuff that has really helped me think about you know just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean that you can't catch some amazing fish 
And then the last tournament I went out, it was like 37 degrees or something. And I caught, I was caught a, a really nice fish and I thought, God, this is, you know, maybe a year ago I wouldn't ever gone out cause it was windy or I wouldn't have gone out cause it was cold. I still, I still get scared of the wind, but I'm getting, it's like exposure therapy for me right now, <laughs> trying to get over it, you know? Well, it's, it's really funny you say that because uh, my buddy just bought a kayak and he's he's going through the same thing that we, we went through when we decided we wanted to do the sport. But he's like, well, when, when do you know not to go in the water or the wind and blah, blah, blah? I'm like, look, you, you really got to figure that out on your own. And, and you really got to – it has to come to your comfort level and what you can handle. Because, like, you know, last year, if the wind was above, let's say, 15 miles an hour, I wouldn't have gone out. Uh, if there was any kind of, like, white cap and I wouldn't have gone out. But now – you know, there was days where it was like 20 miles plus, and I went and I got up against the bank where the wind was blowing to and started casting into the wind and caught some of the biggest fish I've caught this year. And there have been other times where you could see the wind coming. I would find a cove to hide that, that, I, that I hid into that, you know, that produced fish. And it was like, I don't want to tell people to do that because I think there's a learning process. It's like, you know, you need to be, you know, scared of the wind. You need to be scared of the conditions yeah. and, and slowly build up into, you know, not just trust yourself, but trust your equipment. Like, you, you know, I have a lot of faith in my, my, my kayak more than I did last year, just cause you know, I slowly, and, and then there's, there's still those, Oh shit factors where I, I still won't go out, but you know, like I've gotten a little more confidence in my abilities as an angler to, to go out, you know, and, and face some kind of these kind of conditions or how to get away from the conditions and go mm-hmm. fishing area, you know, and the, those are things that, you know, it, it takes, takes a minute. You know, I think it's taken me three years Obviously, it, it takes me however, however long I've been doing this to get to where I'm at now to the fish in some of the conditions and do some of the things that I do now these days. Yeah, and I would say for, as far as the wind stuff, I mean, I I'm a big believer in paying attention to your gut. And then yeah. I think the struggle for me, though, is trying, you know, when – trying to go out there and feel confident and make feel like I'm making the right decision because I feel often I'll have some I'll feel like a social pressure especially in a tournament if it's windy and I see people out there yeah I'm like well they're hardcore badasses I should be why am I so scared blah 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 but but honestly, like in the end you gotta be you gotta be safe and the wind here in Utah is it, it's no joke. And um, right in my, right, I live right next to Utah Lake up in the north. Um, and while I was down south, they had a big windstorm and it actually caused 10, 10 foot swells in this lake outside. Yeah. And, and, and two girls um, didn't survive. They were out in like pool floaties and just, they didn't survive that and it's just stuff happens so fast so i just you know if if you're feeling scared i don't think there's anything wrong with playing it safe and working with what you got you don't it's not worth it no one's going to remember that you were some badass out in a windstorm or that you caught this 15 incher in a windstorm um i mean yeah. I think well, no, you just gotta right. know what your actual abilities are. I think if you're a really experienced angler and know what you're doing and are taking those safety precautions, then you know that's 
that's your call and I wouldn't ever judge you on it. But for me, like if I had been out and some of the things I've seen people out been out, I'm like, I would die. I would, <laughs> there's no way I, I wouldn't, it isn't just like, I can't float. It's just that I wouldn't know what to do. I get yeah. sort of panicky and that's something I'm trying to overcome when the wind comes up. But yeah, well, I like that. It's like that, that, that what your gut tells you. Cause I was, at, I was at, when I was at the Santee Cooper in South Carolina this year, that's what happened on the uh, tournament day was the wind got really bad. And then like, you know, I mean, I pulled out early, like, like, uh, you know, with four or five hours, but I also looked at it this too. It's like, you know, like I'm not even that, I'm not good enough of an angler to even know how to fish those kind of conditions. So why am I going to be out here just, paddling around you know in waters that i'm not even experienced enough to even you know what am i going to do with this 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 kind of condition you know what i mean it's like (laughs) you know i I don't even know how to you know i mean it's just like there's there's, there's certain things i'm just not ready for and that day was a day that i you know i tapped out i went home and that was when like later on this year like a few a few weeks or a month later when the conditions got here i'm like okay this is my leg i kind of know I know where I'm at. I know if if I was to fall on my kayak right now, my my truck's right there. You have a plan. I had I had yeah. a plan for everything, and you know, so worst case scenario, I might have lost some equipment, but I I fished on a bank that was close to my truck, where all I had to do was get up out of the water and go walk on land, and and laugh at myself for being a jackass. But you know, that's how I figured it out. So I can't really tell. Like when my friend asked me, like, no, like you gotta be safe. Like it, like he told me, like you didn't tell me it was gonna be this instability. Like I don't I didn't know your kayak was gonna work like that. Like you bought a kayak. <laughs> It's just like, I, I don't know. I've never been in your kayak. I've never been your size, your weight. I have no idea what it feels like for you to be on a kayak right now. I don't know. Uh, you know, I know I didn't ever have a problem going to that. I, had a, I have sea legs. I don't know about you. Like, well, you, what might feel, you know, uncomfortable or, or scary to you might feel normal to me. So it, it really does come down to a comfort level. I don't, I don't ever risk it. it. You know what I mean? If you don't yeah. feel safe, then, then go go home and, and fight another day. It, it's, it's just yeah. fishing or it's it's not worth that. Like there's there's, no. there's, def, there's definitely not enough money in it to change your life anyway. So <laughs> be smart. Wait, you money? What the heck? <laughs> I've heard rumors you know, I, about that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, things are starting to open up. Uh, you know, you know, kudos to everyone at the Fish Table Rock this uh, you know just recently, and also you know you doing Utah this weekend. I talked to. Uh, Miss Mathis about you know the tournament going on there this past weekend, but things are starting to open up. You know, in-person tournaments are starting to happen. Uh, what do you got planned? Come, what are your plans coming up? Well, um, I'm leaving for Kentucky Lake on Saturday. <laughs> Drive out there. I'm honestly, I'm really stoked for this because I feel like I'm in like light years away from where I was. I still have a lot to learn, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like I'm in such a different place than I was six months ago um, that I have a sort of a better idea of how to take on that kind of body of water and that tournament. Not saying that I will necessarily do well, but I want to. I have like a, a, a mindset and a battle plan and I feel confident about where I'm going in that. And also Kentucky Lake um, might be really suited to some of the fishing that I'm used to doing. Cause no. I'll watch videos and everybody's like, I don't get this, got the ledges and it's deep. And they say it's deep, it's like, I don't know, 20 feet. I'm like, it's not deep. It's not deep. <laughs> it's not, not, not deep till you're Ned rigging at 50 feet. They come talk to me. But right. um, it might be, I don't know. It's a whole new experience. And for me, 
I don't know, maybe call it midlife crisis or what, but this whole COVID thing, you know, I've really come to realize like more internally, like I, I want to do things different and I want to go out and experience those kind of fisheries and, and compete and, and take on really hard challenges and just keep growing. And I'm not going to just wait around for the Rona to evaporate. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I'm just going to get on with life and I'm excited to go do that. And I've got the opportunity to to go do it. So I'm just going to go for it and take the bull by the horns. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to do all the Hobie this year. So I mean, this is this term. It's like, it's a, it's a big one, especially in the Hobie world, because it's like an annual thing. I think it's like the eighth one or, you know, it's, it's something that it, a lot of angles look forward to. So you're not going to be at a term. It sort of sticks, but, uh, no, especially now with the, uh, you know, what the COVID-19 did to a little bit of the season, like people are ready to get up to the water. They're ready to, uh, you know, to throw down and, uh, but there's right. People are just ready to get back to whatever, you know, whatever normal is going to be for us, but get back to what, you know, as normal as possible. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm excited for you. I really want to go down there, but my, my, my daughters come up on the 13th. So I got, I got to do, I got to get some, my dad time in. I, I miss my daughters. So, but I, I'm really excited for you. I, you Are know, you going to take them fishing? I, they, you know, I took them fishing. I, I don't, I'm not going to take them fishing, but I'm definitely going to take them kayaking because they're not really into fishing, but they, they love to be on the water. So, you know, when I go fishing, I might take them with them, but like focus more on them, but fish a little bit when I get there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're definitely going to do some uh, water stuff. And uh, my youngest, he's starting to get to the age where I'm probably going to put a life jacket on him and start taking him out. Uh, at least, you know, some of the coves and things like that and, and, and get him, get him used to these kind of things. Cause he's, he's going to be the one that makes it. I'm going to be the one that, 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 that sets the path. For him. <laughs> there you go. I, you yeah. know, um, we just did like a whole junior league in kayak fishing, Utah, that, um, it was just so cool to see the kids out there fishing their little hearts out, you know? And I, I, people are telling me that, you know, some of the fish that they caught and I wish I could, you know, I was on the other side of the lake, <laughs> but, uh, man, I just makes me so happy to see the kids out there. They're learning how to catch it and get it in the kayak and how, you know, how to take the hooks off and do the, do all the rigmarole that we struggle with. But, you know, for them, it's just like the coolest thing ever. And I don't know. I just think that's so cool to see families go, do a kayak uh fishing tournament together like it's just yeah. it's it's pretty incredible so i think that's the coolest thing so getting your family out on the water it's all i'm all for that yeah and that, that's probably what i want to do because i mean when you do something like kayak fishing you know it can, it become it, it can it can become a selfish endeavor if you allow it and and so what i'm really trying to do is make it more of a family thing so it's something that i can keep doing and not feel like so selfish about it or not, you know, like I don't want to go to a tournament and miss my family or feel like I'm, you know, missing out on things that are more important than fishing. So if I can turn them into trips, turn them into kayaking excursions or whatever I can do mm-hmm. down the road, I think that, cause I mean, I like here's the thing, I'm never going to be able to, to invest everything to the sport as far as like, you know, living out of my van, traveling across the country and from tournament to tournament and, you know, and, and doing that, like I'm a, I'm a family man. This is, this is what, 
this is where I am in life. And so if I can bring my family into something that I love and it's something they can, you know, organically fall in love with as well, uh, you know, just the whole scene, because even the term is, you know, hopefully when things get back to, you know, where we actually can give hugs and shake hands, but, you know, a tournament, camping out, meeting new people, meeting other families and building relationships and communities within, you know, within, within the community, you know, that, that's one of the best parts about this. Like, you know, uh, I, I've gone to these tournaments and I've had family bring me into their to their, to their campsites and feed me and we played card games and things like that. And those are, those are cool. That's, that's kind of what I, I want to see happen in my life. If, if, if they want to, it's not something you can like just force people <laughs> to do, but you know, but you know, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to have them up there. Uh, you know, I'm going to miss a few tournaments, but I'm going to do a few local ones and then I'll hit some of the ones up in August or in mid, mid late July. But uh, June, June will be dedicated to the family. That'll be good, man. I think that's, I admire you for that. I mean, I'm not even at the point where I can just travel around uh, willy-nilly as I'd like to. Hopefully, I'll, I'll get there. I haven't quite sorted out how that's going to happen. But, you know, I just think, if anything, I think the silver lining out of all this with the COVID is really, you know, putting that emphasis on maybe enjoying that time with your family more. You know, you get lost in sort of the day-to-day mess, and yeah. and you just got to focus on stuff that's more positive. And if anything, I think all this has really helped people get outside more and do stuff as a family more, do stuff together. And I think that's a, a much-needed aspect that was missing in our society. I mean, I think it's been great for the fishing industry. You try to go find, you know, obviously there's a supply issue, but there's also a really huge demand issue. So yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. hundred percent. Cause I had friends who like immediately once, this, once they realized that we we're going to be on lockdown for a while, they're like, I need a kayak to teach me everything, you know, and I'm like, I can't teach you anything. I can't. <laughs> but like, you know, I tell them what the, you know, like what to look at and they go try to buy kayaks and, they, and they're, they're, they're backed up, like they're they're out of order or at at out of kayaks for like a month or two, and um, mm-hmm. fishing like everything's just hard to get. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't feel so bad about stocking up and spending thousands of dollars last year, and because I still got a shit ton of equipment <laughs> from last year that's gonna get me by until we can start getting shit shipped in. But uh, yeah, it is. But I mean, like, it is cool. Like, you know, like, I was out fishing. It, it sucked in the sense that I'm selfish and I, you know, being in the kayak and being able to. You know, like on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or or even a Thursday, like I usually I used to have the lake to myself. You know, come a paramedics, I work these weird schedules, and I'd be out there on these days that the lake's not supposed to be pressured, and then like, there's just boats everywhere with their families and like you know sons and dads are out there. I'm like, okay, well, I'm a little upset because this should this should be my lake right now, but it, it was nice to see like people getting together and enjoying outdoor things like fishing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and things like that, and so. You know, and like the parks were you know crowded, which I guess is bad for the whole COVID nineteen. But like I said, it's still cool to see everyone outside, away from the TVs, away from the entertainment systems and things like that, and just getting outside and, and you know enjoying you know some of the things that you know that we forget about that we take for granted sometimes. Yep, totally, dude. All right, well I think we did. Like I'm, I'm so glad I get to have you back on the show. Uh, <laughs> six months of a long time. It, it's, it's so weird. It, it just seems like yesterday you were on the show, but. uh God, I guess time moves when you're when when you're fishing three four days a week and you know from this this to that and the COVID 19s. But uh, I'm really glad to have you on. I, I enjoy following you. I'm so glad that you're putting more content out with the uh, 
uh, with, with the GoPros and things like that. And, you know, keep it up and keep me updated. Uh, I look forward to watching the rest of your season. And I'm going to have you on probably another few months anyways. But, All right. Uh, We'll see. There's a lot of things I want to do. I'm going to do that Delta, you know, all the Hobie stuff if I can. We'll just see how it all goes with the travel and just trying to figure out all the logistics of that. But, you know, I think in a lot of ways this year is is salvageable, but I'm using this opportunity to just pedal to the metal and learn everything I can. So next year, like, I want to tear some stuff up. I'm just telling you. I mean, <laughs> I don't not not that I'm gonna become like a big hammer, but I'm gonna make some people sweat, hopefully, you know, and have some fun <laughs> doing it. We'll see what happens. All right, Finn, I don't know. Now go was... fish up against Benetti in Florida. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be classic. I, yeah, I would love to see that. But uh, man, it's so good to have you on the show. I love your energy, and uh, I really look forward to talking to you again. Kathy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good night, dear. You too. Bye-bye.